Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of SideQuest on this ridiculously muggy day in Sydney. Um, my name is Raid, and on my digital opposite, I don't have Mike for once because Mike decided he wanted to go and get married and leave me alone forever. I have my my regular sub, my fabulous Angelo. Hello. Hello. And strangely enough, this is the first <clears throat> time Angelo and I have kind of talked as well. So mm. it's kind of it's kind of cute because, like I said, this is kind of how Mike and I got started. So <laughs> we get to have cute little memories. Yay. Yay. So how have you been? How are things in Adelaide? Is it as ridiculous as it is here? No, it's been pretty good today. Uh, yesterday wasn't terrible, but it's been raining the last couple of days. And before that, we've had bullshit hot weather. So now it's starting to mellow out. It's starting to nice. mellow out. Yeah, we've got like forecast I'm... of 25 thereabouts for the next three or four days, which is nice. And now we've made ridiculous small talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we've done we've done the awkward new friend thing, so that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so video games. Mm-hmm. Because fun. yeah, video games are okay, right? They're um, all right. They're more than all right. They're what we do for a living. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I'll let you do some stuff because I'm kind of cool with having somebody else do the talking for once. Yeah, sure. I mean, do we want to get straight into news or are we talking about things we've been playing or? Um, it's up to you. What are you, <clears throat> you been playing anything interesting? Well, uh, finally off of Call of Duty, uh, Infinite Warfare, because I did the review <gasps> for that. horrible person. Horrible person? I hate oh, Call of Duty. I hate Call of Duty. I don't like, mind I hate it. it. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I don't mind it. I only play one every three years or so. Um, the last one before this that I played was Advanced Warfare, and before that was Modern Warfare 3. So I completely skipped the Black Ops and Ghosts and all those kinds of ones. Black Ops, Black Ops was the one that was like press X to feel or something like that, wasn't That was the meme for uh, it. It's a pay respects, yeah. I think that was Yeah, Black press Ops X 2. to pay respects or some yeah. bullshit like that. It was just like, guys. No, no, no. That maybe was, let's not. That was Advanced Warfare, I think, actually. Because your What's friend it? dies. Yeah, so your friend this, dies and then your arm this, gets cut off. Oh well, there you go. Well, this is this is as much attention as I pay. I pay attention to memes. Yeah, it's it's a very silly situation. There are similar moments like that in Infinite Warfare as well. But this one was actually okay. But that's just the thing. It was just okay. It wasn't really anything substantial, really. But, but that's like eh. part of the course with all those games, isn't it? Is that they're just okay? Like they're just okay enough to get people drawn in, and then they make millions and millions of dollars. And it's like, well. They're just okay enough to make another one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I really like the uh, Modern Warfare series. Uh, that's why I really got into those, just because, I don't know, they just seemed interesting. They were doing things that were sort of contemporary with what's going on here. It wasn't... Because back, back when Modern Warfare came out, or well, the first one at least, you know, we had shitloads of uh, period um, war shooters, you know, all the things from like the yeah. from World War One, World War Two, and all that kind of stuff. And it was all Which really shallow and really terrible. Yeah, well, but like at that time, it wasn't... It, uh, video games didn't have good stories. They didn't really have anything other than just you know big action set pieces. And you know, World War One and Two weren't really sort of about that. Or at least we, we couldn't figure out ways to sort of do that until you know we got Battlefield One this year. Yep. So um, yeah, War Shooters then sort of crept into being more of a contemporary sort of uh, thing. We had that with um, what was it that Medal of Honor game, uh, Warfighter. Then you know we had the battlefields really come into it as well, and then and now we've gone back into the past and also into the future. So yeah, yeah. So overall, not giving away any spoilers. What do you reckon? It's Just okay. F- yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's fun. 
uh, campaign only lasts like six hours, which is, you know, par for the course. One thing I did like, though, was that uh, this one isn't a linear story. So uh, you've got the first few missions that you play, and then you basically just get like a uh, a solar system map, and then you choose which planets to go to and complete missions. And then about three or four missions into that, you have the option to just go straight to the end game without completing any other missions. But completing the other missions will actually help the end game... uh, will help your success in the in the last mission of the game. Okay, so, so kind of like a pick-your-own-adventure, expand-your-mission-kind uh, expand yeah, sort of, like of thing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really ex- expand on the story itself, but you just get to do cool different missions and things. Like, there were some really cool uh, moments in the game. Uh, there's one where you go to one of Jupiter's moons, which is really cool. That looked awesome. You get to go to Mars, which looks cool. Uh, probably my favorite one was where you get to land on um, sort of a mining outpost on an asteroid that's o- orbiting the sun. And um, there are just some really cool effects like that because um, something's happened to this asteroid and it's constantly uh, basically in a, in, a, in a really fast spin. Um, basically, it, it's switching between day and night like constantly and you have to sort of run outside along the meteorite while it's nighttime so that way you, know, you don't get all the solar flares uh, burning you and all this kind of shit. So it's, it does really cool things like that. So there are some really cool ideas in the game, but yeah, ultimately it doesn't really stand out as anything particularly special, unfortunately. So you're talking about a space game and it's Call of Duty, and I keep thinking you're talking about the new Mass Effect game. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> dude, don't get me started on Mass Effect. Oh, my God, I have such a hard-on for that game. <laughs> have you have you heard my rant about like Mass Effect 2 eyelashes? No, I haven't. What's that? Oh, my gosh. When I So Mike's going to hate me because I'm going to go on another rant about Mass Effect 2 eyelashes. <laughs> When you play Femme Shep, there's, mm-hmm. like, a, a thing when you do, like, a makeup and stuff like that, but her eyelashes appear to be, like, dis- like just not attached to her eyeballs. Oh, okay. And it's so creepy. Weird. And it's just, like, it's just, ah. Oh. Because it's, like, the game where it's supposed to be, like, realistic hair graphics, and I'm like, no, none of this is okay. <laughs> oh. oh. Video creepy. games. Creepy. Video games, right? Realism. Mm. All that cool stuff. Well, I mean... At least, and I, I hate saying this about a Call of Duty game, at least they're trying something outside of, like, the regular Call of Duty cookie-cutter game. Yeah. Like, it's regular, it's normally just, like, go to place, kill infidels, or kill insurgents, or do the thing, and yeah. then go back and, and freedom the crap out of stuff. Yeah. Unfor- I, at I, least that's what I've heard, so. Yeah, I mentioned this in the review, but unfortunately it has a bit of a, a kill zone vibe to it, where you kind of fighting people with British accents and, um, you know, their homes have been wrecked and now they're sort of exacting vengeance upon, you know, Earth, the Earth government and they're trying to invade Earth and all this kind of shit. So it does sort of derive from that. But, um, you know, it's, again, it's fine. It's, it's interesting. The, the, the coolest part of the game was um, actually a robot friend that you get in the game called uh, Ethan. He's, he's probably like the best friends. character in the, whole, in the whole game. He doesn't really do the whole what is feelings type things. He's just a bit of a smart ass. Like, you know, yeah. it has sort of that military humor where everyone, you know, kind of is, had, has all these ridiculous quips and stuff. And he sort of fits that mold as well. But it's nice. just funny because he's a robot. So, yeah. <laughs> I like robot friends. Yeah, um, he's great. I haven't been playing anything nearly that, that, that interesting. I've um, Asus sent me um, an RO, one of the ROG um, G20s a couple of weeks ago, and I've been playing oh, around yeah. with that. Yeah, how's that going? And, it's pretty fun. Jason's currently struggling with it in <laughs> the lounge room. He's um, he's playing Tales of the Borderlands on it at the moment because um, mm-hmm. when we got the, the keys for them back in 2014, when Gearbox was still doing panels at PAX Australia, yep. Gearbox, come back out, please, if you listen to this tiny little <laughs> podcast in Australia. 
come back out because there are a whole bunch of Borderlands cosplayers who miss you desperately. Um, they gave out a whole bunch of um, Tales of the Borderlands season passes, mm, okay. except they were all for Steam. Yep. So Jason, because he's a, a, a console player and yeah, a so PC player. Yeah, me too. He didn't kind of get to play it. Now that we've got a PC set up in the lounge room for the time being, he's like trying to like just mash through it. And he's just like, I don't know how to do this. This is weird. And he's like, where's steam? And I'm just like, you're so precious, precious little baby, precious bab. Yeah. It's, um, it's steam and, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the origin? one? Yeah. Origin. Like they're just so counterintuitive. It's just, it, it's so cluttered. It's so hard to it's navigate not, and find. Though. It totally steam, is. Okay. Steam, steam. I found steam. I find a little bit counterintuitive on the store page. They seem to have improved it a little bit. Um, origin. I really like they've just launched in like the last three to four months ish, like a whole new sort of origin experience, which is the most pretentious video gamey talk ever. Mm. Um, if you're going to call something an experience, I should actually experience something other than the ability, like other than the feeling of going and clicking on a video game. Like there should be some kind of emotional connection. Um, other than to like my Sims. Mm. Um, yeah, I just find that with steam, like whenever I log into steam, straight away it just presents me with a pop-up and then there's like five different things in that pop-up and I'm like, oh, I'll just check to see if there's anything that I'm actually interested in. Of course, there's nothing there that I actually care about because it's oh, all just it's a all bunch of games that I've heard about. stuff. Yeah, and then you you get to the front page and you're just like, okay, this is all just crap and then, you know, it lags a little bit. You click on your library and then there are just like five different windows for for how you can organize your library and then uh, and then not counting any other downloads that might have to happen, like if, if Steam itself has to update, which it does for me like every two weeks. So every time I go to use <laughs> Steam, I have to wait like five minutes anyways. And it's just such a hassle to use a lot of the time. I much prefer consoles. No, that's fair. Although yeah. I'm finding the same issue I have with Steam or that you have with Steam where it has to update like every so often. Yeah, it's happened a lot more. In, it's happened. Oh, okay. With Steam, it seems to have happened a lot more in the last year or so. Yeah, like Steam, Steam will update pretty much daily now. Mm. Um, where it'll be small bug patches or it'll change a couple of little things. And this doesn't bother me just because, like, they're small changes and they, yeah. I'll turn my computer on and I'll go, you know, get changed out from my work clothes and I'll go get myself a drink or whatever like that. Yeah. But, like, I, I've talked to Mike about this as well and I'd be keen to get your opinion on it um, because one of the things that I really like about the Nintendo, like, the, the little mini NES that came out, SNES that came out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was that you could just plug it in and go. Yep. But... Um, Mike was saying that like, and he's probably going to hate me because I'm going to misinterpret what he says and he's going to come back and yell at me next week. (laughs) Um, but he wanted the ability to like download more games or something like that. And I'm like, but the beauty of it is that this is the beauty of old school gaming was that you just had to plug it in and go. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about updates. You didn't have to worry about like downloading day one patches or anything like that. You just plugged it in and went. Like, what is your, what is your opinion on like day one patches or huge like Jason's currently downloading I think it's like a 10 gigabyte patch for for Overwatch at the moment well the day one patches are complete bullshit but unfortunately they're necessary I mean once a game goes gold the developers keep working on the game now to make sure that the game works properly because you know consoles or just game rigs in general are just so much more complicated you know you've got online things to worry about now uh you've got a incorporate things like the marketplace on, on any or any sort of stores on any platforms so you know they can buy dlc and things um so yeah unfortunately they're necessary but they are complete bullshit a lot of the time um going on what you were saying though about the nes classic or whatever it's called 
yeah, I completely agree. You can just plug it in and play just like what we could do 20 years ago. Um, and this time we don't even have to fucking blow on cartridges to get the thing working. But, <laughs> you weren't supposed to do that, though. Yeah, that's true. You're supposed to be, that actually makes them worse, apparently. Um, yeah. But um, what, it's funny that you were saying that Mike was complaining that he should just be able to download games. It's like, well, that's exactly what the Wii U does and the Wii. You could just go to the eShop and just buy extra games on that. It's still a Nintendo platform and you can buy all these NES classics and things, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've at least, I feel like us as journalists, we might be, we maybe, and I say journalists with inverted commas because <laughs> let's face it, we're just game writers. Yeah, um, Like, we see it as like, okay, this is a mild inconvenience for me doing like my job. But like, seeing it again, like you said, is that once a game goes gold, people keep working on a game. And like, I think we have to incorporate or we have to at least be mindful of that idea. Of that, yeah. Once just because a game has gone gold doesn't mean that they don't find a bug later on. Yeah, that's right. And um, it actually keeps people in jobs nowadays. I mean, back in the day, we, we hear it all the time about companies downsizing after a major pro- projects completed. That's because they don't need that much workforce anymore. They hire yeah, you don't a bunch need to of be people. Doing eighty-hour weeks anymore. Yeah, they hire a bunch of people to make the game, and then they usually let them go afterwards. Which is how it works in, in most industries. When there's a major project, you hire contractors, etc. Um, the thing with with patching and things like that is that now they do keep people like programmers and um, designers on to keep creating and making content and sta- uh, making sure the content is stable after the game's out. So it does do things like create jobs. So it is an inconvenience for us but unfortunately it's one of those necessary cogs in the big you know mechanical machine that is gaming so yeah yeah um i mean like it's it's funny because i had a point and i was gonna say it and now it's completely Uh, left my head i'm sorry oh my god what is going on um shit was it to do i was gonna say something games was it the wii u was it classic games Nah, I've lost it. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. Shite. It's gone forever. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Everything is ruined. No, that's okay. Um, no, that's what I was going to talk about. Fucking Pokemon. Fuck. Yes, uh, that's one of the um, things I had listed here as well. Well, because like one of the really funny things that's coming out is that like people are exploiting, and it's a bug, that it's a really it's what they're calling a weak cheat, but they're bugs hmm. that the developers can now patch out yep. because we're, we're all connected to the internet. Yep. Um. And, like, one of them, it looked like her arm had, like, extended, like, go-go gadget all the way out the building or yeah, some shit yeah. like that. I saw a screenshot, and it looked like um, the mother from, te- oh, the, the the stepmother in Terminator 2, how it's actually the T-1000, no, whatever it is, the the Yeah, the T-100 one. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and he just, like, stabs a guy with a with her arm basically it turns into like a metal spear and I saw a screenshot where it's similar to that with um yeah and it's like going through like her head or something like yeah. that and I'm like that is not good parenting <laughs> yeah like funny. I get that you're probably upset that your child is going off to capture like <laughs> tiny animals but that is not a good way to deal with your yeah. anger <laughs> yeah it's quite a funny glitch but like that also came out this week now have you picked it up yet yeah I've got moon my girlfriend's got sun oh that's cute so do you guys like battle and stuff because I I don't have it my, I don't, God, I can't find any of my DS games. They've all just gone missing somewhere. I don't remember the last time I picked my DS up. Yeah, no, we, uh, we got it um, specifically just so we can trade and things. Um, I d- didn't really care which version we got, so I made sure that to, to keep bugging her to make sure that she knew which version she wanted and she decided on Sun, so I ended up getting Moon. Um, there isn't too much difference apart from, you know, some of the Pokemon and the fact that uh, Moon is set 12 hours apart from Sun. So when it's daytime in the real world, um, it's daytime in Pokemon Sun, but it's nighttime in Pokemon Moon. Uh, 
Yeah, and then vice versa. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that does mean that when it's 1 p.m. and I walk into a Pokemon Center, the nurse at the Pokemon Center has the nerve to keep telling me, oh, gee, you're up late. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking not. It's 1 p.m. in the afternoon. What are you talking about? It's not my fault it's nighttime. <laughs> it's not my fault you work on weird Pokemon time. Yeah, it happens every time, every single time. It's so weird. So this you, is this is the Pokemon game with the Aloha, uh, the Aloha um, like variants and stuff like that, where yeah. they put like a really shitty blonde wig on Diglett and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, um, Alola is is how it's pronounced, and um, yeah, it's it's funny because Rattata, for example, Rattata's normally purple and sort of cream coloured, I think, um, and just looks like a regular sort of little rat, but in uh, Sun and Moon, uh, it's sort of black and gray and has a little mustache and so there are there are all sorts of different little variants of of different pokemon Uh, some of them look very uh, pretty much the exact same as what they did in the original games but some uh, from the original um 150 uh, pokemon do look a little bit different uh and diglett um when you find just one diglett has like three little sprouts of hair sticking out from its head which it didn't have in the original games and then once you get a dug trio and then evolve it into its alolan form then yeah each uh, each Diglett in that trio has a completely different hairstyle, which looks totally stupid and amazing at the same time. Fair enough. Yeah, so it's great. I, I've, I've stopped kind of paying attention to Pokemon games because I feel like, and this is kind of a sentiment that I know a lot of people feel, and it's, it's kind of like one of those sort of love-hate relationships that I think people feel. You either love mm-hmm. Pokemon or you hate it right now. Yep. And it feels like they're just beating a dead horse. Yeah, in a way. It's just, for some reason, they've just decided that this year's going to be... I mean, this is the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, but... Yeah. Yeah, this, this year's just exploded. There's just so much stuff. Um, this, this well, is Jason's not, currently collecting Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. I was like, tempted I to buy a set the other day. I haven't done that in 10 years. I was tempted no, to buy a set the other day. more than that. Yeah, um, there was actually... Uh, this has nothing to do with player attack. I actually wrote a piece for Steve Ivor a few months ago that was just talking about like how this year was the year for... Um, Pokemon fans, like, it's just ridiculous. They've got Pokemon Generations, which is the the mini-series that has certain highlights from the game series and makes, like, sort of uh, short anime out of them. Um, a whole bunch of the movies got re-released and uh, remastered. Um, the first Pokemon movie was playing in theaters all across the world in different theaters. Yeah, went and saw that. Yeah, so did I. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, um, Pokemon Go... Um, so much stuff is just happening this year, like this year specifically. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, the re-release of Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow. Like, yeah. It's just well, crazy. Like, po- even Pokemon Go is kind of having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. Like once when it first came out, it kind of it really exploded out of yeah. the gate and it had that sort Big of – time. It sort of – it lasted a couple of weeks. And I remember this because you posted about getting lost in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you went on day. your own pokey adventure and yeah. you just kind of got lost in the streets of Adelaide and it was beautiful. Yeah. Now, I've kind of told this really weird retelling of this based on the article that you wrote, but why don't you kind of, <laughs> in your own words, Andrew, tell us about how you got lost playing Pokemon Go. Basically, so I woke up early that morning. I, I got woken up by a text from my girlfriend actually excitedly telling me how a friend of hers found that Pokemon Go was on the app store. Um, I searched for it and it was... Uh, really hard to, to find at first because it was within like the first 10 minutes of it coming out so I searched for it had to scroll down like 10 or 15 different apps to finally get to Pokemon Go which is really weird um, got it and then uh, as soon as I found that there was a Squirtle living on my bed but I had no idea it was there because I didn't have the game um, <laughs> I quickly got up got dressed didn't even bother showering and um, 
just yeah quickly loaded up uh the to be a master soundtrack on spotify on my phone and just went out for a walk playing pokemon go uh downside is that that day this was in the middle of winter it started shitting rain and because pokemon go is such a drain on the battery um as i was walking i got about 45 minutes into it i'd only just moved into this this suburb so i started walking for about 45 minutes found this whole new part of my suburb uh that i didn't know existed um promptly got lost and because my phone was running out of battery um and because it was raining i didn't want to have the phone out for too long um yeah basically i just i just got lost and had to try to find my way back and it took me about another 45 minutes to actually get my, myself back home um so yeah i i got pokemon go ran out of battery uh, got lost and got wet all within about an hour and a half <laughs> as somebody who has the, like the directional sense of a fucking lost goose i sympathize with you yeah. i just i'm so bad it's one of the reasons why i kind of didn't get too into pokemon go because i'd worried that i'd like go looking for a pokemon and i'd end up somewhere i didn't want to be yeah and i'd just be like i don't know where i am yeah and yeah. <laughs> well, my, my girlfriend still plays it religiously, and um, so well when we go to, when we go to paintball, Jason's paintball field is like you you will get like ten spawn. Yeah. So it'll be really funny, like before when we go to training and stuff like that, you'll see like all these guys in like paint, hardcore paintball gear and like masks and stuff like that running around with their phones. <laughs> Because yeah, the, because the field is live, everybody has to have their phone. So everybody's like got their phones really close to their face because it's really hard to see out of your paintball yeah, mask. Yeah. And they're all trying to catch like a small axe appear to paintball one day. Oh wow, that's crazy. So we're like that's pretty crazy. trying to run around catching a snow axe, and then the recies, like the recreational players, will show up, and me and one of Jason's teammates, like running around, going, "Where's the fucking snow axe?" Yeah, yeah. Like running out into the car park, and we're trying to catch the snow axe, and. <laughs> Recreational paintballers must think like the 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 people who take it seriously are weird. Yeah, uh, well, um, my girlfriend um, is an honors student uh, doing science at the University of Adelaide, and she has an office that's right in the middle uh, of three different poker stops. So oh, all nice! Of her, she just all, sits there and gets pokeballs. Yeah, so all of her office friends they all sit there and they like she and her office friends all play Pokemon and go religiously. <laughs> And they're all just sitting there just collecting a whole bunch of shit. And, like, every hour or so, like, one of them will put down a lure and they'll just spawn Pokemon in their off time. And there are times where they just go for lunch and then they walk along the River Torrens, which is just outside of the, the university where their office is. Yep. And they just walk along the river for about 15, 20 minutes just looking for extra Pokemon that they're trying to catch. And, yeah, it's just – it's ridiculous how how people people get really attached to this game. But it's cool in the same, in the same way. It's, it is. And I think it's, it's funny sort of that you mentioned that your girlfriend plays it religiously – because she's in the middle of three poker stops. Yeah. Where I am, like we're kind of there are, there are five gyms around us and oh, there's yeah, a couple yeah. of poker stops. Like the gyms are kind of win, within, you know, five kilometers, so they're within walking ish mm-hmm. distance. Depending on how lazy you are and if you're not a fat fuck like I am. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're willing to climb some hills because I'm not willing to climb any hills. Yeah. Um so like when we had um, our housewarming earlier in the year, we were like, oh, you know, everybody come over. We'll have a house party. It'll be great. One of the first questions one of, like, Jason's friends asked was, are there any poker stops nearby? <laughs> and the boys, a couple of Jason's friends, actually ended up walking down to where some of the poker stops were and got pulled over by the police. Oh, wow. Because, like, I live in a fairly dodgy area of Western Sydney. Oh, Okay. So like represent. Is that, new, is that Newtown? 
God, no, I don't live that close. To okay, I live in Western Sydney, son. Okay. Western Sydney. I have no idea. Whenever people complain about a suburb in Sydney, I automatically think it's Newtown because apparently that's where <laughs> everyone, everyone bitches about that place. <laughs> no, Newtown is, hipster, Newtown is hipster central. Okay. I live out in Western Sydney, which is like gang science. Okay, cool. It's like I'm, I'm throwing gang signs at you at the moment. You can't see it. Because Angela it. and I aren't currently webcamming. This I is, felt this it. is weird. Like I'm, throw, I'm throwing gang oh. love. Um, but yeah, so like Jason, a couple of Jason's painful mates all walk down to like the shopping center down the end of our street and they end up getting pulled over by the police because, you know, there's like one of, one of Jason's friends is like this little 16 year old kid who plays painful with them. And then there's like this massive tall burly guy <laughs> and, you know, other kids of varying sizes and they're just walking casually down the street all looking at their phones at like 11 o'clock at night. And there's cops like, and in, you know, in, and this cop's like, maybe I'll pull them over. And they're like, he's like, apparently sort of asked them what's up. And he's, they've all just turned around. And they're going, oh, we're playing Pokemon Go. And the cops kind of just cacked himself. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not like they're brandishing like guns yeah, or like shopping swords or guns anything. Or sh- yeah, that's, that's for the paintball field. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, they're just like, oh, we're just playing Pokemon Go. There's a poker stop down the street. And the cops absolutely cacked himself because he sees this on a regular basis now. Yeah. These kids walk in the streets all looking at their phones and they're all playing Pokemon Go. Hey, so long as they're not like <laughs> wrecking up a store or something, that's cool. Yeah, as long as, as long as they're not like rioting or some shit, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my sister had a funny moment actually at a park near her place. Um, she... Uh, she took my other little sister with her and they were all they're out of the park playing Pokemon Go this is about a month after the game came out and apparently it's a, it's a hot spot for a whole bunch of people to just go and hang out and play Pokemon Go and then um, yeah some police officers came over and a bunch of people thought they were going to get told to walk away you know to, to leave the premises and stuff but then the police just pulled out their phones and started playing as well <laughs> so yeah it's, I've heard stories like that too where the cops just kind of go oh have you heard have you heard of any good like lures around here or yeah so anybody dropped any lures or anything like that yeah and you were on the po- you went on the Pokemon walk at pack too didn't you yeah and um it's funny how you were saying about the snorlax before because um about 15 minutes after we started the pokemon walk uh the pokemon go walk um a lapras had started spawning outside the convention center so we all missed it and by the time we would have gotten back we would have missed it anyway so but yeah it was pretty fun uh it started to rain a little bit but other than that it was pretty good i was checking my i was checking it at work today because like sometimes um pokemon spawn at my work and I work in an industrial area, mm-hmm. and there was a fucking seal. <laughs> <laughs> I live. I, I work near no water. That's in the middle of a, in the middle of an industrial area where there's no poke stops and there's no gym. There's a poke stop like right up the end of the street or something like that. It's near the shopping center where there's a GYG and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, there's nothing. And then there's this seal. And, like, it didn't even show up where I was. It was just a silhouette. And I'm like, are you serious, son? Like, what are you <laughs> doing here? And there's just, like, Kangaskhan's everywhere. Mm. But what I want to do, I, I've compared with Mike. I want to compare your strongest Pokemon. I want to see who would win a battle. My strongest Pokemon? Oh, gosh. Yeah, who, see, are, who are your top six? I don't play all that much. That's the thing. Um, <gasps> so maybe maybe you would be the one person I would beat. Probably. So I'm just starting it up now. I, mean, I think... Yeah, I'm starting up now. My girlfriend is like level, close to level 30 or something like that. I'm pretty sure I'm only like level 14 or something. I'm like level 19, maybe. Yeah. No, I'm near level 19. I'm, I'm, no, I'm near level 20. Because I played a lot when um, the Halloween. Oh, yeah. I did, like when they had the double Halloween. Double candy or whatever, event. quadruple candy. Yeah, you got like double candy and a whole bunch of XP and stuff like that. And I'm actually really sad because this is the game it should have been mm. when 
it launched. Well, okay. actually, now that we're playing Pokemon Go. There are like two Kangaskhans around me. Why is, <laughs> what, why, um, what, what just spawned? Okay, I just spawned a Staryu near no water and a Clefairy, which I'm going to try and catch. Come here, Clefairy. Clefairy. So my strongest Pokemon, my sixth strongest, uh, I've got a Lapras at about 1,000 CP. Uh, I've got a Pinsir close to that. I've got an Arcanine. I've got another Pinsir at 700, an Arbok, and a Scyther at 610. Okay. So they're not that strong at all. Okay, let's have a look. Pokemon. They're very weak. CP. I've got 1,300 Pinsir, which I've named Teeth. <laughs> um... My Flareon, which is 1150 at 1096 Kangaskhan, 1051 Sparky, uh, Jolteon, a seven, a 976 Golduck, and a 945 Venomoth. Yeah, you'd, you'd slaughter me. Easy. I would destroy you. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I hatched a Chansey. Oh, yeah. Out of a 10k egg. This thing has nearly 300 HP. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I like, seriously? I, I hatched my Lapras and my girlfriend's still pissed off because she hasn't got one yet. <laughs> I haven't got one. Yeah. Um, I think Jason I has one. We went to we went to the foreshore. Uh, we went to we went into the city once. And um, I don't know. Why can't I catch this star? I want to catch this star, you. <laughs> uh, we went into the city once and uh, my phone had just died. We ended up going a lot. Like, I caught a whole bunch of shelter and stuff like that. Um, but my... Um, phone had just died and then apparently a Charizard had spawned uh, and there's an ambulance that is racing up my street. So I apologize. No, didn't hear anything. Um, um I will like catch you Zubat. Yeah, I think I'll catch you cause you're worth double stardust. Well, going on with Pokemon go, um, a little bit of news about that actually today is that ditto is available in the game now. Yeah, and he apparently doesn't appear as a Ditto. He will appear as a different Pokemon. Yeah, as a normal type specifically. So anything like a Zubat, Pidgey or Rattata. Yeah, so let's just see. I don't think I caught him. No, he was a Zubat. <laughs> yeah, so when they you catch, catch it, it then reveals itself to be a Ditto. And then it, it turns out that it's usually got a pretty high uh, CP, which is very interesting. Yeah, I actually like that. I think that's kind of a an interesting way to do it. Hmm. Um, especially with, you know, Ditto being sort of that kind of Pokemon where it, it, it does kind of change itself. I think that it's interesting that you can't kind of go around to actively try and hunt it. Yeah, that's right. I think that it's kind of cute that it, it disguises itself. Yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah, the reports only just started trickling out today. So what, really is, what is there a horsey here for game? Why? I'm going to leave that open so I can sit here and catch more Pokemon. <laughs> Not that it'll do me any good because I don't battle or anything <clears throat> like that. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, me neither. Um... So, <laughs> hmm. it's it's weird because I've got such a I've and I I mean this is no offense but because this is the first time we've kind of spoken it's awkward because Mike and I have such a rapport that we would just talk about shit for like forty five minutes and maybe yeah, talk about yeah. video games. We've been sitting here talking about video games for half an hour. That's like more video game talk than Mike and I get in like four podcasts. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Yeah, fair enough. So tell yeah. me a little, this is, this is going to be like, I'm going to first date you, Angelo. This is going to okay. be our first date. Tell Let's me a little bit about yourself. Um, What's your favorite well, food? My favorite food? Oh, God. I'm oh, Okay, so pizza is probably my... Pod, podcast, you're going to be on the most awkward first date ever. <laughs> Mostly because we can't actually see each other. It's a literal yeah, blind yeah. date. Well, pizza is probably my absolute favorite. I do like pasta. I do like schnitzels. 
What like kind a, of pizza do you get? Oh, just the cheesiest, meatiest thing. Like the, the stuff that would kill you. Like, the, yeah, I love that. Um, and now for the for the deal breaker, do you get pineapple on your pizza? Uh, I don't or are, are you are you adverse to pineapple on your pizza? No, I don't seek it out, but I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't reject the pizza if it had pineapple on it. Because this is going to be defi- you know, like one of those divisive kind of things among the listeners. They're like, mm. I'm either going to get a drop. Well, I, I, <laughs> I casually eat like vegetarian pizzas that have like you know artichokes and things on them. So <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. That was that was a, that was a reflex. Yeah, I cannot stand <laughs> seafood though. So any seafood on a pizza, anchovies, prawns, not nah, get that <laughs> fuck away, nah, get it away from me. Nah, can't do, can't nah, do a seafood. Can't do, can't do seafood on a pizza. I'll do seafood in, like in pasta though. Like I'll have scallops in pasta. I can't do prawns uh, in pasta though. Nah, can't do that. Really? I can't do seafood at all. Really? Yeah, I can't. Okay, I can't stand. So, so I don't even like the beach. Like it's just the smell of, of the ocean and you seafood. Just, you just can't do salty water. No, well, that's the thing. I love salt in itself, but I cannot stand seafood or or the beach. Like it's just there's just a specific smell about it that I just cannot stomach. How do you feel about steak? Oh, I love steak. Okay, so we're going love, to a steak restaurant. I love most animals from the land. <laughs> okay, so we're going to a steak restaurant for our first date. Okay. Um. Shit. <laughs> let's awkwardly just play with our phones. That's what people yes, do yes, on yes. first dates, right? I haven't yeah, that's right. Years. Um, well, games. Uh, I mean, I, I play uh, pretty much everything. I've got. How do you feel much... about Borderlands? I like Borderlands. I've never finished a Borderlands. Um, just means yeah, I've play... fin- I've just, just means I'm going to have to make you finish it. Well, I played. <laughs> I played through most of Borderlands One like three times on three different well consoles. Done. Well done. Um, Borderlands 2 I've bought Borderlands pre-sequel I've bought but never played so yeah you're not missing out on much though don't worry yeah I do like Tales of Borderlands though Uh, haven't finished the last episode yet I haven't finished it either yeah I do want to get into that because I do like it I mean the the world of Borderlands is pretty cool but I've never just just never actually finished it Um, but yeah I'm I'm much more of a console gamer which is why I've played it on separate a myriad of consoles rather than just PC (laughs) because yeah when it comes to PC it's um once, once I I bought I built my PC four years ago, and then within a couple of months it was already outdated. So it's just kind of like yeah, whatever. So I just I just <laughs> took the consoles. Nah, fair, fair, fair. What was your first console? My first console was a Sega Master System in 1991. Did you know that they're bringing out like a remastered little version of that? Yeah, Mega Drive and a Master System where you can actually put cartridges in it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I mean, that, that's probably something that I'm, I would prefer. That I'm you actually could do surprised with the that more people more people aren't like excited about that, like they are about the, the little Nintendo console. I'm well, like, I don't think it's. I think it's made in collaboration with Sega, but I don't think it's officially a se- a piece of Sega hardware because they don't make hardware anymore. Yeah, so, um, I was gonna say like Sega. I don't know if Sega is still kind of a huge thing nah, these it's, days. it's not that much. They have a much bigger presence in arcades than they do uh, just just in gaming in, in general in anymore. households or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's because, yeah, there's no real marketing behind those new consoles and there's not really a huge demand. Like, there is some nostalgia there, but it, it doesn't it doesn't hit as hard as things like Nintendo does. I mean, for mm. someone like me, like, I'm really interested in, in one of those um, remastered uh, or whatever you call it mini master systems or mega drives but yeah the general populace doesn't really care unfortunately what is your fondest gaming memory probably getting the master system actually because i at that point i didn't know what video games were Mm -hmm. my dad just came home with this huge box 
And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it looks amazing. And then it had <laughs> Give me some of this. Yeah, it was a it was a Master System two, and it had uh, Alex Kidd uh, in Monster World built into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I could I remember being so scared because I was only three at the time, so I remember being so scared when I was playing it. It was just this pissy little side-scrolling game that looked like a Mario. <laughs> and you look and, back at it now going, what were you yeah, scared and of? And there were the worst little, like, dragon sprites in the game, but they used to scare the shit out of me because they would kill you. And, you know, a three-year-old, a three-year-old's terrified of anything that hurts you, let alone kills you. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it took me a good week to be able to play that game. And um, I never finished it. Well, I, I finished it once about 14, 15, 16 years later, but that was on a PSP as an emulator uh, with save states because that game was just ridiculously hard. But yeah, it's, 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 probably, it's probably getting the Sega Master System though, yeah. Um, do you play Overwatch? I play a little bit, not too much. Who do you, who do you main? Uh, either Bastion or Anna, I think. <sighs> yeah. The worst kind of person. Worst kind what's of that? person. What's that? What's wrong with Bastion and Anna? Uh, I hear Anna gets a bad rap. Yeah, I get, I, I get that Anna gets a bad rap. Anna is the worst kind of healer because a lot of people can't play her and she just sits there and uh, yeah. she's so useless. Yeah, I don't mind Junkrat either. Junkrat's pretty cool. Junkrat's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't uh, get heavily invested in the lore or the competitiveness of it or anything like that. Unforch. Unforch? Unforch. You're making up your own slay now. You're like, uh, fuck it, this is my podcast. I speak in a briefs all the time. <laughs> briefs. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done nicely done way to throw mm-hmm. that in there okay yep. throw some questions at me first right. data first data um you are unprepared for this first date i'm giving you a I bad am. rep on I tinder am. where do you sit on mmorpgs i don't play them mm. i can't get into them i'm mm. like and like i'm somebody who like i got super 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 into skyrim mm-hmm I'm mad into Fallout, well, Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. I hated Fallout 3, hated New Vegas. I can't stand Morrowind, um, but I love RPGs. Okay. But I can't get into MMOs, and I don't know what it is. Is that because just, of just other people? It's not necessarily it's other people. Like, I like playing other, like, I like playing multiplayer games. Um, like, I like playing multiplayer Borderlands with Jason. I like playing Overwatch. Um, like I will just jump into casual Overwatch games with random other players, or I'll jump into team games with my friends. Yep. There is just something about the way that MMOs, uh, MMO RPGs, even are set up that I don't yeah, like. They're stupidly formulaic. Yeah, and they're it's sh- it's yeah. and like I I really got into Diablo as well, which is MMO RPG esque. Mm. I would say. Yeah. Um, because Blizzard have a very like you said, they're very formulaic and Blizzard are very much like that in a, excuse me, in a lot of their games. Yep. Um, and so like, I really got into that, but there's just, I like, I can't get into, I got, I think I got into DCUO. The, the, yeah, the, so did I for a while. For a while. And I think my draw to that was because I'm a big DC comics fan. Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's genetic. My mum has tubs of comic books under her bed. Oh wow! That like I will inherit. Um, <laughs> like that, I think that's what my draw was. Was that I was a big DC Comics fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just grew out of it. I never got into. I never really got into WoW. I don't think I. I never kind of got into Eve either, because mm. like spreadsheets in space never sounded like fun. 
Yeah. Um, and coincidentally, um, Eve is now free to play. Yeah, it is. Um, so if you actually feel like playing spreadsheets in space um, and having massive time dilation battles, Eve is the game for you, my friend. Mm. What about... I remember... Oh, okay, go mm-hmm. on. No, 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 you go on. I was just I was... going to talk about Eve, but that's fine. Okay, I was just going to Eve ask, Morgan, where do you sit on competitive games there, like MOBAs? Um, I think there's a market for MOBAs. I personally don't want to be involved in them. Okay. I'm far too competitive. Oh, okay. And I get really, really aggressive. It's really funny. Jason and I will play Overwatch at the same time. So he plays on PS4 and I play on PC. Yep. Um, and I get really funny. Like, I'll laugh at him when he gets super competitive, but I'm a massive, dirty, filthy hypocrite because I get like as bad if not worse than him when I'm losing. <laughs> so I could just imagine if I got to like competitive levels of like Overwatch or Dota or LOL or something like that, you could just see me sitting there like I've jumped up out of my chair, it's lying in the crowd and I'm sitting there screaming, you dickhead, you blow, <laughs> and just going off my nut. Competitive games are great. They probably need to be moderated a little bit more than they are just because yeah. they're really, really toxic. Yeah. Um, but the community you moderate is the community you breed. Uh, well, the community you breed is the community you get. Yeah. Um, and if you don't moderate a community and you don't sort of try to make a community positive, you aren't going to have a positive community give back. Yeah. Um, and, like, while I've seen a lot of positive Dota and LOL cosplayers and physical community come out, what I've seen, what I've seen online – I don't want to be a part of at all, yeah, ever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good call on that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to ask, really. Okay, you mentioned that you like DC Comics. Yes. Who's your favourite character? Superman. Really? Yep, absolutely. Why? Because he's, he's one of the most interesting superheroes in the world. But he's not. He absolutely is. And that's the problem. That's what people don't understand is that they take him on face value and think, oh, he's just OP, but he's really not. Like he's, he's, he's o- not OP. He's just boring. No, absolutely not. He's a superhero okay. with all the power Defend of the world. Your and, he has, and he has to restrain himself. And he's restraining himself to. So he, he restrains himself and helps protect a species of people who have demonstrated multiple times that a lot of the time they hate him. He's a very he's a very he's a very torn superhero and he doesn't know where his where his true allegiances lie. Do they lie with his his own species or do they lie, lie with the people who raised him? Like it's oh, really you interesting. Sound like Jimmy. It's really interesting when you actually look into Superman and you look into the characters around Superman as well. See, I like the characters around Superman. Um I like I like Kara and I admittedly I like JLA Kara from like mm-hmm. um the animated series. Yep. Um, I think she's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I really like the JLA animated series as well, just because it focuses kind of on the second tier yeah. kind of heroes. It's and really that's good. how I got that's how I got into Black Canary and Green Arrow. Mm. Yeah, well it, actually if you if you watch all through Batman, uh, the animated series and then Superman and then Justice League, like it it actually all does tie together because yeah. they do all exist within that same shared universe. There is some crossover there. Um, which my a lot of people favorite, don't really call back to. My favourite Batman is Batman of the Future though. Uh, Terry McGuinness. Yeah. Yeah. Terry McGuinness. That was pretty good. I did quite like I that. I love I love the like the stylized feel of it. Like it's 
And I love that it crosses over with a couple of parts of like the JLU and stuff like that, but just the stylized feel of it. And I love how like Terry McGinnis is kind of, he is Bruce, but he's trying, like it's, it's obvious that like he was raised to be Bruce or like that that's how they were kind of trying to betray him or whatever. Mm. But like, he's trying to kind of be his own man and stuff like that. He's trying to be like the man of his family. And then he's trying to do all this. And it's just like, Oh, Terry, (laughs) the biggest crush on Terry when I was a kid. Oh my God. Um, The thing that I liked about that show was that, um, Batman was just an old grumpy. Yeah. And you never think of Batman as an old decrepit dude. Well, well no, like always, but when I was watching that, like that's exactly how I thought he would turn out. As soon as I was watching him, I'm like, oh yeah, how else would he turn out? He wouldn't turn out like, you yeah. know, the happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Like he's just a miserable prick. But you don't think of it, you don't think of it now because all you ever see is Bruce Wayne in the now. Like it's the, the playboy billionaire who has a fetish for bats. Like, well, there is some of that in, like, Batman v Superman, where he is just kind of... There is a scene where, you know, he's waking up next to a woman and stuff, but at the same time, like, he's completely cut himself off from other people. Like, he doesn't build relationships with people. And I think that's why... It's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to Justice League, because it's him sort of doing that. He has to build relationships with people and try to build a team of people. So, Can yeah. we just talk... And, and, and Flash in that is going to be so good. It's I'm gonna be really interesting. Looking, I'm really looking forward to that flash. I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but that said, like I do really like um, Grant Gustin's uh, flash at the moment. I do really like Grant Gustin's flash. I think, but they're doing it as two different flashes, isn't it? But yeah, uh, yeah, it's completely completely disconnected. Uh, yeah, no, because it's Grant's is Barry, and the one in the movie is Wally, right? No, 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 no they're both they're, they're both, both Barry. Barrys. Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting I was kind because of, I was kind of hoping that they would do Barry and Wally. Yeah, no, like, to, to kind of separate it. But yeah, the, you'd think that they'd do that, but no, they're definitely doing two different Barry Allens. But, but what's interesting is that Barry Allen is supposed to be a police officer, or at least works for the police. So it's got, and in from what we've seen of Barry Allen in the upcoming movie, um, it doesn't look he's like kind he's kind of like doing a hacker that. kid. Yeah, he's just a, a dude who hangs out at grocery store, uh, convenience stores, and then you know. Buys his but he's a smart ass, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, so it's it's going to be <laughs> as, long as, he, as long as he still keeps his smart ass as a humor. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, so I'm super interested to see what they're going to be doing with with that. Um, yeah. No, one of my favorite scenes out of, and this is the scene that I always recall because Jason Jason does Green Arrow cosplay as um, a companion to my Black Canary, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite scenes is in JLU. It's it's either in JLU or JLA. I think it may be in JLA and it's the first time um no it's the second time that Green Arrow meets Black Canary mm-hmm. and Black Canary walks in and like Green Arrow is punching the punching bag and Black Canary is like ah oh, I thought you could go a couple of rounds uh, are you happy punching the um bag or do you want to go a couple of rounds with me and he just kind of gives her this blank look and she goes I meant in the ring and he's like that sounds nice too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like that instant sort of like attraction thing where like you knew that these two are meant to be together. And like yeah. I ship them so hard. And like they're the if I could base my relationship or if I could if I could like achieve any kind of relationship goal, their relationship is the relationship I want. <laughs> yeah, like, I do go on. I like they're 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 like the perfect couple just because they fight like cats and dogs, but they yeah. still love each other. Yeah. And like, if you've ever heard me and Jason fight, <laughs> like Jason, like Jason and I fight because we're v- both very similar people. Yeah. Um, so we both we're both stubborn, 
God, we're stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and we're stubborn about the same stuff and it's stupid stuff. Yeah. And it's the same stuff it's the same stuff that like the that Ollie and Dino are, are stubborn about. And it's just like, yeah, no, that's yeah, we're 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 essentially emulating them. That's this is okay. So Yeah, I I one thing that I do like oh, actually I do like Justice League Unlimited a lot, but um one of the takeaways from that um with you know Arrow and The Flash now, their own TV shows, is that uh, the Green Arrow in that series, he did have a lot of humor about him. He was sort of like a smart ass, sort of roguish yeah. in a way. Whereas, like in in Arrow now, like he's he's just basically Batman. He's just brooding all the fucking time and always depressed because he can't do anything right. I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, this isn't this isn't the Green Arrow that I want. What is this shit? I still like the Green Arrow from now, but I'm taking it as an old like. And it sounds really stupid, but I take it as kind of like an alternate universe sort of Green Arrow. Yeah. Mind you, I haven't caught up with the later seasons. I think I stopped watching season five. It was just after he was running for mayor or something like that. Uh, this this is season five, so that would be season four then. Yeah. Um, so I just stopped watching after that. Yeah. Um, and, like, <clears throat> I'm taking it as kind of like a, a separate sort of – this isn't an Arrow or this isn't an Ollie based on Justice League universe Ollie or based on comic book Ollie or anything like that. Um, I'm taking it as a, a reimagining or a rebirth of what Ollie might have been like if we got to know a little bit more about what happened to Ollie in the past. Yeah. Um, because obviously, like, in the comic books, you do, depending on where you're reading and stuff like that, you do get to know about what happens to Ollie. Like, I'm reading um, Green Arrow Rebirth at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and it does go into a lot about what happened um, to Ollie on the island. Yeah. Um, and sort of how, like, it brings in new characters and stuff like that, but it, it goes into how, um, it, you know, how he got onto the island and stuff like that. And I feel like if we knew more about or if people knew more about what happened to Ollie on the island in the comics, you might understand more about why Ollie in the TV series is like this, but Mm. you take it, I'm taking it just kind of like its own little separate slice of DC universe kind of thing. Yeah. It's the thing that I don't like about the TV series is that they seem to each year, each season is one year of him being away supposedly on the island. And now like he left the fucking island, like in season three. And now it's just kind of like just, I feel like it's up its own ass a little bit, being like, oh, no, now he's, like, you know, being a in super Singapore spy. or something yeah, like that, yeah. doing all sorts of other shit. She's like, ah, oh, all right, whatever, sure. Let's, it was, it was, oh, yeah, it was always going to kind of get to that point where I was like, okay, he's off the island now. You can't keep recalling this yeah, and that, past they, to kind of justify what's happening. Well, this is the I fifth season, like probably, and he's supposed to be, this is the fifth season, he's supposed to be with five years, so this is the last year of flashbacks. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year. But yeah, go exactly. On, I need, to, I need to kind of like catch up and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite, my favorite DC hero is actually Hal Jordan. Oh, yeah. I love Hal Jordan. No he's John such Stewart. an idiot. I, I I really like John Stewart. Um, he would be my favorite serious Green Arrow, uh, Green Lantern. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but I can't. I have <laughs> Hal is precious cinnamon roll. Who <laughs> like Jason and I have been rewatching um, like Justice League War and stuff like that. Oh yeah, which is like like it's based on the comic books and stuff like that. Yeah, New Fifty Two. Um, and Hal is just such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Like, I love him to bits, but Jesus Christ, I don't know how the boy made it to adulthood. Yeah. 
I'm, like, like there's part, there's a part in it where like he's talking to Batman and he's like, oh my god, you're actually just a dude in a bat suit, aren't you? <laughs> and like Batman manages to get his ring, and Batman goes, how did you manage to figure? Oh, it's something. He's I don't know. He calls says so something and he calls Hal Hal. Yeah. Like how did you know that? And he goes, you weren't concentrating. Yeah. And he, he, like he's got the ring, and I'm like, Hal, darling, my love, my one and only, my precious. Don't drop your guard around Batman of all people. <laughs> drop yeah. it around Farm Boy because Farm Boy is too dense to know anything. <laughs> but don't drop it around Batman. Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, I'm much more um, taken by John Stewart as a Green Lantern. Like he I seems love- a lot more interesting, and that's I really like that he was in Justice League rather than Hal Jordan. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Like in a couple of the movies, they mix them. Hmm. And they do it with um, Kyle and stuff as well, especially in yep. it's a crossover with JLU and Batman Beyond and stuff like that, where they're messing with the timeline. Yeah. And it's like Hal jumps out and then I think John jumps in and then John jumps out and I think Kyle jumps in and they're all okay. kind of, they're, they're, they're sort of doing a jump because time keeps being rewritten and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And I like that they still try to introduce all the different Green Lanterns, well, the Green Lanterns of Earth anyway. Mm. And I like John's complicated relation with, relationship with Hawk Girl Shyara. And yeah, especially yeah. when he stops calling a Hawk Girl and starts calling her Shyara, and then we'll only refer to her as Shyara. <laughs> because it's like, girl, you done fucked up. You done fucked up. <laughs> and you can tell that, like, John's like, Hal is one of those people who you love as a little lost puppy. Hal is a little lost beagle with the big floppy ears that you love and you want to smoosh his face and you want to love him forever. Hmm. Hal, uh, John is the big adult Green Lantern that has the complicated, complicated relationship and he knows how to express, he knows how to express his emotions. He's maybe not able to in the way he wants to though. Yeah. Because he was a Marine and all that kind of stuff. He's kind of got that big burly man thing happening and he's like, no, I don't want to do this. And then like, he'll go and talk to Batman about it or go and talk to Superman about it or something like that. And like, I really like that about John. Yeah. Is that he kind of does have that two sided emotional face about him. He reminds me as more of a a guy who has himself in check. He knows what he's, he's kind of like a responsible father in a way. And that's why I kind of like, John Stewart rather than someone like Hal Jordan who does seem a bit more like a loose cannon. Yeah. Well that's that's well that's the the thing about Hal as well. That's how he was kind of chosen was because Hal was Hal is responsible, but he is more likely to make decisions on the fly and he is more likely to make those sort of harebrained decisions to save humanity as opposed to like complicated, more thought out decisions that might risk lives. He's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go and risk my life. It's fine. Yeah. And it's a good juxtaposition between the two as well. Like, like you said, like uh, John is one of those people who seems like he's got himself more together. He's more the responsible adult, whereas Hal is a child. Mm. Like straight up, Hal is an unsupervised child in a lolly store, <laughs> and that's why I love him. He's <laughs> oh, he's 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 the he's the he's the Green Lantern I emulate when I cosplay Green Lantern. Fair enough. If you could cosplay a character, who would you cosplay? Oh, gee. <laughs> There's I've, a loaded question. <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to do Nathan Drake just because he's easy. I've never yeah. Done it. But um, yeah, but that I would be know. fun as well. I could imagine the photo shoot you could do with that would be so much yeah. fun. No, I don't know. I, I never, I've never been interested in cosplaying. Mostly just because it seems like a lot of effort. 
And I'm not. I'm Welcome not to being friends with me, Angelo. <laughs> I'm a yeah. you into cosplay. <laughs> no, I just don't, I don't like the attention that it brings as well. Like I, I'll give you a little bit of insight into why I don't like cosplaying as well. Is that um, I'm a teacher. That's 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 my day job. But um, when I go to things it's like the conventions, thing. the awkward thing is when I see young 14 year old girls who are wearing next to nothing. Uh, and I have yep, to walk, yep, I have yep, to walk yep. past. I'm just like, this is not what I'm here for. I don't <laughs> want to look like, at this. I, I, no, you're just you're just doing like the hand over the eye thing. You're like, yeah. I can't, I can't, and the, I can't. The absolute worst part is that at Avcon, like that's what Avcon's all about. It's all about anime and stuff. And you know, there's yep. there's a lot of perversion <laughs> you've in seen anime. A student, and you've just been like, ah. well, I'm terrified that I am going to see a student. That's the thing. That's why I. D- I just don't pay attention to cosplayers. And come out and bounce up to you and be like, hey, Mr. Oh, and you're just going to be like, oh, Jesus fucking well, Christ. Yeah, I will be living in a fucking anime moment. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> You've just got like that weird, like frustrated thing. There's just like uh, switch pouring down your face. Yeah, it's, yeah. And uh, cosplaying has never really appealed to me, unfortunately. Nah, fair. I'm sitting here staring at the moon scepter I got um, for Sailor Moon and just thinking about how much I want to cosplay uh, yeah. Sailor Moon. I read that you got that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, I can't put it together because the instructions are all in Japanese. <laughs> okay, my final question before we wrap it up, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be gaming related because this is probably the most we've talked about gaming in a podcast, and I kind of want to keep the podcast not gaming related in a gaming sure. related podcast. Sure. What is your favorite Monty Python movie? Uh, and now for something completely different. Oh, good no, answer. No, no, wait. Oh. oh. Maybe it's Holy oh. Grail. Maybe it's Holy Grail. It's tied between those two. I do really like an for something completely different, just because that's the is, one that I've watched the most. But Holy is Grail it because is of John Cleese on a, on a desk in a bikini going, and now for something completely different? No, my favorite part of that is actually the, um, the Twit of the Year contest towards the oh, end. Oh, I love Twitter of the Year. Where they're all trying to kill themselves. That's probably my favorite moment in the whole thing. I, I actually like the weaponized joke. That's quite funny. Yeah, that's quite good as well. The, weapon, the weaponized joke is probably my favorite skit in that. Yeah. And I actually mentioned that, and it's funny that you mentioned Holy Grail, because I've got three pop vinyls. I've got to add Sailor Moon to, not, to like my tower <laughs> of pop vinyls. Yep. But I actually have Tim the Enchanter. Oh, okay. As a pop vinyl, and Jason yeah. brought me the um, French Taunter the other day. <laughs> what is that even a pop vinyl? It's just a guy wearing a suit of armor. It's just a guy wearing a suit of armor. But it's funny that you mentioned Holy Grail because I looked at that and I went, I'm going to ask him what his favorite movie is. And if it's not Holy Grail, I'm going to cry because Holy Grail is one of my favorite <laughs> Monty Python movies other than like Hollywood Bowl. Which no, I, I wouldn't even, even class. Which, which I wouldn't even class as like a Monty Python movie That's because just their it's just isn't yeah, it? it's just one of their stand up things. But yeah, I would yeah. recommend you go and like you watch it because it's one of their funniest yeah, fucking yeah. things. I've seen bits of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I should totally watch this, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Oh, Angelo, my darling, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for filling up for Mike. Yeah, no worries. Um, Mike is going to put this all together because I'm not allowed to stage mutiny and be on the SoundCloud. So <laughs> he's going to listen to this and put it all together. So, Mike, because Although. you're listening, Mike, play the music. 